Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the Apples to Apples podcast. As always, I am one of your three co-hosts, Drew Applebaum, coming to you live from the Macintosh Studios here in New York, New York, and it has been a week. You know, I hate, I just despise having to interrupt you, and I, I don't usually do it, but I just wanted to say that everything's okay. Everything is back to normal. <laughs> the twins, one way to look at it, are talking about getting a bunch of players, and they never will. The Timberwolves have a ton of injuries and are not going to make the playoffs. The Wild are just above 500, mediocre, and may or may not make the playoffs, but if they do, nothing will happen. The local football teams are once again disappointing. Now, the college one, maybe, and we'll talk about it, isn't quite as it's not a disaster but still things could have been better uh the basketball team i don't think patino could recruit his grandma to come to his son's birthday party to be honest with you but we'll talk i'm sure of something about that everything's fine we're totally back to normal and we could be georgetown basketball so let's just be honest continue it's been a long weekend all right i'm not sure you really needed to pile it on like that I thought I was trying to be positive, saying it's really, I was, and I, I, normal. I, I'm, I'll go through my regular housekeeping in a second, but I have to say, after a number of the teams you just mentioned had something go wrong, but over the course of this past, you know, five days or whatever, four days, the Georgetown thing comes out like an hour before tip-off. It's bizarre. Uh, not tip-off. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. I, I, I do want to reserve full comments and really deep discussion until we find out truly what happened because I think there's a lot of play, but we'll talk well, about it. Three guys burglarized. We'll, ta- and we'll talk about it. Not yet. And, rave someone, and then the other guy just quit. Stop. So who knows? Stop. No, we'll get to it. Stop. Hold we'll on. I was thinking this might, we should just forget all sports and just talk WWE. Is that a good good idea I or a bad idea? I agree with you. Finally. Anyways, well, what I, I was going to say was that. the George something comes out about an hour before kickoff. I'm watching kick. that game. What? I'm just kidding. What'd you say? I was just saying kickoff. I mean, who no. um, we all know who that was. I'm watching was. the whole thing, and then I'm like, oh, God. And then, like, the third quarter, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is just been the it, – it, it, it was it's up there with legitimate – and we actually almost won the Monday night game, so I well, wasn't well, quite as bad of a mood did. after. But it you know what? Has On that subject – I think you're going to agree with me on this, and then you got to do your housekeeping or – yeah. Um, this whole Russell Wilson is like 602 in primetime games and nighttime games. and They also leave out the fact that 598 of them are at home. Trust me, Kurt Cousins and the Vikings, if they played all these Monday night primetime games at home – It does feel like it's been a while since we've had a really big primetime game right. at home. And but, Seattle I mean, I could 100% does. be wrong. It's just how it feels. No, and Seattle always does. So that that record is slightly skewed. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback and not good. Was the one last year in Seattle, or was yes. it at home? Yes. Right? Yes. And last year was at New Orleans. Correct. I'm just saying these these things that are, you know, and we'll talk about it because I'm sick of hearing Wasn't it even Cousins at fall. Washington on that Thursday night? Yes. I'm sick of hearing it's at it's it's Cousins' fault. We're going to talk about I it. I think a lot of people actually are, and I think he's getting more credit. We'll, we'll go there. They have no defense. Cowboys was in Dallas, story, too. Period. Um, wasn't it? It was in Dallas, right? Yes. Yeah, so it does feel like it's been a while. Anyways, all I was going to say was it has been a trying 
weekend of sports for me. Uh, like I didn't even realize until about halfway through the third quarter of the Gopher game that the that Georgetown, let's put this the, the issues aside, lost to UNC Greensboro. I was like, wait a minute, they're pesky. Whatever. So it's been a uh, it's been a long weekend, but we're gonna get through this next hour. And before we do, as always, I have to do a little bit of housekeeping. Thank you to everyone out there in the orchard for tuning in. You found us one way or another. But if you're not 100% content with how you found us, we have so many ways where you can find us or you can tell your friends, family, other Minnesota sports fan who, fans who need to wallow in the sadness of uh, where we sort of stand. Although I don't think it's as bad as you're going to make it out to be, but I'm going to say that for you. Um, no, or they want to, you know, maybe bring some optimism to the party. Just ask Mike Zimmer. It's not so bad. He He's not wrong. For the He's rest. 100% wrong. We don't or do. I don't know. If last he, year was worse. I mean, if the I whole whole concept was it could be worse, last year was worse. Okay, I don't know if he's noticed, but we don't do well in big games, especially in the playoffs on the road. So every single game they can it win, could, and I, every single so, game I'm, they can play at home. With you right now. But you're do you want me to go to Giants, you're, 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 Philadelphia? I mean, we can. We I can just give you the list. Thank you. Continue. His whole point was it could be worse, and that's no, not. That could be. Well, that's that not a, could be worse. Yeah, exactly. That's that was all I was gonna say. I'm not saying it's great. I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be for a number of reasons. We'll okay. get there. But before we get there, if you want to tell someone where to find us, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna tell them one of a few places. You're gonna go to either anchor.fm/apples-two. Can you stop talking? Sorry. Anchor.fm/apples-two-apples. From there, we'll have links to all of the favorite streaming services we have out there: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify many, many others. That's sort of our home base. You can listen right on Anchor on either their mobile app or their desktop site, but I'll tell you more about them later in the show. But that's where you're going to go. From there, you're going to go to any of those sites or those apps, whatever it is. You're going to follow, subscribe, do whatever you do on each of those. And every week when we have a show, we're going to end up on your phone, on your laptop, on your computer at work, wherever you choose. So choose to listen to us. If you don't want to do that and you want to support local, it was just Small Business Saturday a few days ago. Uh, it's not really the same thing, but I'm going to guess I'm going to talk about it. Uh, if you want to be a little local, you can download the Pod MN app. That's Pod space MN, as in Minnesota, the postal code. And on there is so many podcasts that are local to Minnesota, local sports, local food, local uh, per- personalities, and so much more. We somehow got our way on there. I think we slid in the back door and they didn't notice, and that's fine. So you can follow us there as well and find tons of other Minnesota-specific content. You have Obviously, uh, your major sports shows are on there from a bunch of radio stations. You also have The Selfie Life by uh, by someone very close and personal to the show, and you also have Connor's Corner. alleged doctor. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if uh, – I didn't, I didn't want to bring him up because then people are probably going to ask for him to come back. And uh, No, he's still banned. <laughs> just kidding. Um, anyways, and then we also have Connor's Corner, our, uh, our cousin show that our you can find. Show. You can find both live on WFNU. Say it right. It's WFNU 94.1. That was the right letters, though? Yeah, it's WFNU 94.1 FM, Frogtown Community Radio. You can find it live there on Mondays at 10? 10 a.m. Central Time. 10 a.m. Central Time. Yeah, I thought I was going to screw that up, too, because the time changed. Well, you can also live stream it at WFNU.org. They're then also on Pod MN, like I said, and I think they're on uh, what's the other one called? Mixcloud.com. 
But I would recommend going to Pod. Also, the, can... the, well, the replay is also on W. FNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio on Saturdays at 8. And if you want to listen to that at your leisure, along with Apples to Apples and so much more, I Can recommend... Can I say one thing and I'm going to let you go? You've, you've I, done I highly... it this whole way through the okay. show, so you might as well. This week's Connor's Corner, Connor's like you. The, it's Everything is always... It's always positive, which is good. Connor this week gives you the top 10 songs to cheer you up. I still high, highly I'm recommend. I'm guessing it didn't work for you. Well, I um, he had a interesting. He had "Yellow Submarine" by Beatles. I didn't by the Beatles. I didn't really question him on it, but I was confused. It's just I think the general tone <laughs> of the song is positive. It's a happy song, so yeah, I, exactly. I would highly recommend after listening to this show, go listen to that part at least because it's ten really. And then Sam No Relation asked him his favorite karaoke song, and it was a great rendition of uh, "Sweet Caroline." So. Highly recommend. So that's Connor's Corner. Like I said, there's the Selfie Life by the Doctor, and then you have Apples to Apples, all available on Pod MN. Download that app today, and you can catch us there. But like I said, our home base with links to all of your favorite streaming services is Anchor.fm/apples-2-apples. If for some reason you don't want to download that stuff and you want to just go listen to it whenever there's a show, the best way to find out we got a show out there is. Our Twitter, that is at Apples2AppleSPC. Follow us there. Chime in. Send us a DM. You can tweet at us, whatever it is. We'll read your question, read your comments. It doesn't have to be a question. I mean, we mostly answer questions. But if you have thoughts you want to just share, throw them out there. We'll probably read them as long as they pass our our uh, our filter, which is basically nothing. So your, your chances are pretty high. I had a uh, thought I wanted to share. Remember the Killer Bees? Sam brought up the WWE. Remember the Killer Bees? Do you know the Wild have the Killer Zs now? They also have the Geek Squad. They do? Yeah, that's what they call the line that's Gre- uh, Greenway, Erickson, Eck, and uh, Kunin. Geek Squad. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Killer Z's, though. Zucker and Zuccarello. Go ahead, continue. Just thought I'd point that out. <clears throat> Woo! Being tired. Dad, are you okay? Like, I know I've been gone a few days, but you just seem a little off today. Yeah. I have a, I have, I do. Well, I have a little extra room because you're not on my lap. But no, I think I'm good. I think I'm all right. This later start kind of getting to me. Well, I had, I had youths of America to shape. I'm sorry. It's but fine. Sometimes things are bigger than you know. Things are bigger than sports. Sometimes things are also bigger than sports podcasts. I, yeah, no, I, I get that. So, that's anyways, okay. you're gonna follow us on Twitter at Apples to Apples PC. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Dapple thirteen twelve. You can follow <laughs> Sam on Twitter. That's at S Applebaum 11. You can follow my dad on Twitter by following us, which, like I've said every week, is continuing to get better. He was a little quiet this week, I think, probably because yeah, Sam and I were in town. He stayed off his off Twitter because he could just turn and complain to us, well, which I guess worked as, out well. And as they say, a lot of the stuff going on was, as they say, low-hanging fruit. It just it was too easy. Too easy. It's right up your alley. Anyways, I know you can also I, like us on Facebook. Just search Apples to Apples. You will see our logo and our page. Either of those will tell you when there is an episode, as well as, uh, like I said, your best bet is subscribing <sighs> on your favorite site. So with that, which only took so long, Dad, cause you, and you're making noises because you kept distracting me, that is all I have for housekeeping today. Uh, I'm going to send it to the Granny Smith Studios out in Santa Clara, the home of your not even first place, San no, Francisco they're 49ers like in sixth, anymore. They'll be in fifth or so, fourth or fifth. So right that there. was quite the fall from grace, as well as the yes. Honeycrisp Studios in Mendota Heights, Minnesota, where we 
just recently uh, uh, left from. And if if I if I may, <clears throat> I'll let you say what we have on the show, even though you sort of already said it. But I would like to lead with some brief thoughts about Georgetown basketball when you're done, because then I have a good okay. segue into our second topic. No problem. Um, we should really have episode planning shows that way. Santa Clara, home of the Red Box Bowl. Is that right, Sam? Isn't that the name of the bowl that they play there? Um, I Red, could not tell you. I think the it's called the Red of, Box. Isn't Red I, Box? The Red Box Bowl is not exactly on my radar these days, but uh, no, the way that. the Gophers are going, oh, maybe it should. Oh, gosh. All right, so I but, guess. Um, so here's what I'm we'll glad talk. to be back in the Grandsmith Studios. It's actually been raining here nonstop since I've been here. It went from blizzard to rain. So it's not oh, a my, the weather report of the this week will not be 75 and sunny like it's always been, but it's actually like 50 and rainy. So it's okay. It's, it's kind of a gloomy better. gloomy night, gloomy Tuesday night in Santa Clara, but uh, it uh, it'll probably only continue with this podcast. So let's get on we, with it. Uh, we need to move this along. The first half of the season finale of Total Divas is on, um, getting to be on. Uh, today's show, we did kind of talk about it. Everything is back to normal. We, we'll briefly talk Timberwolves, or maybe me. We, by me, we, I mean me. Uh, we got to talk Gophers. We're not going to dive too far into it. It is what it is. Uh, we'll talk Vikings. It's the same old, same old, but uh, we'll defend Kirk a little bit more. We'll I don't talk. Know if it, well, I guess it's the same old, same old from this season. From years past, it's actually something unique. No, I know. No, I know. Uh, we will Maybe the talk. end result is the same, I think but we'll you know, the process a, is different. We'll talk a little bit about the college ball scenarios, but um, we don't quite know yet. Uh, we'll talk a little while. A little, we're gonna, you know, once this football stuff's over, we're gonna have tons of time to uh, commiserate about the wild and the another disastrous Timberwolves season on the way. I, God, I wish it was different. Maybe, who knows? Maybe something will kick in. Other than that, they have um, wildly exceeded. You're not being quite fair to them. To the Timberwolves? Yeah. Okay, so they're in ninth place. No, they're not. They're in eighth. Okay, they're in eighth. Much People better. People thought they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. We'll get I to did. the Timberwolves. I, I have strong didn't. feelings about them this year. Well, no, I'm not even blaming them. It's just it's seventh. They're injuries. in seventh. They're not even in eighth. They're in seventh. Okay. I mean, we got people dying and injuries oh, and yeah, we sicknesses. Do have some, we do have those issues. There's so much. It's just so – it's just at some point enough is enough, but I guess it isn't. Um, I, I think you're not being fair to them. I'm going to let Sam decide where we start. Well, Drew, Sam, Drew needs to start with George. Oh, wait. Basketball. Correct. Thank you. I don't forget about you, Drew. Dad made let's, so I, I was going to say. Let's go to the, these planning meetings. There's three, three to well, there's two players gone for sure. Two more probably on the way. And if the coach knew about some of this stuff, he's gone too. So where would you like to start on Georgetown well, I, basketball? So I really, I don't want to get really too deep into it until we 100% know what happened because I don't think it's oh, really. I mean, it's you know, you know the legal trouble that some of them are in. Those those are public, and you know that one other player is leaving on his own accord. Uh, but you don't know what what they knew or when they knew or how they knew or what the actual punishment was. And sometimes the university, uh, there's rumors that the university may have tied Ewing's hands, basically saying we have to go through our due process, whatever. There's there's a lot that needs to be settled and come out as public before probably hopefully next week. I mean, I hope we get answers soon, but hopefully next week we can talk about it in a little bit more detail, think about talk about our thoughts and whatever. But for those that haven't seen it, and if you're listening to this show, I'd be very surprised if you haven't. Two different players, James Akinjo and Josh LeBlanc, have 
uh, said they will be leaving Georgetown, transferring from Georgetown. One didn't have a choice, I think. <clears throat> Let's. I. I it, the way they've worded it Allegedly. and the, the timing, the timing of things is is interesting. But well, I seem uh, to have saw something with pretty concrete on three. No, I know, but he's been playing this whole time. If you look at the time, this is what I didn't want to get into. It's it's. I mean, it's sort of speculation what the cause I mean not the cause but why he's leaving was he removed from the team and then chose to leave on his own was he kicked off the team uh the way they came out with their initial well let me finish the James Kendrick Josh LeBlanc both leaving the team it seems that Josh LeBlanc is to put it lightly because of disciplinary reasons and James Akinjo is leaving because he just wanted to transfer now there's possibilities that that's linked in other ways there's another two players that along with Josh LeBlanc uh, are currently being uh, were accused and of being investigated of uh, a number of different uh, I guess I don't know if they're criminal charges but they're oh, crimes. So. Yeah, no, I think so too. Stealing. I, I don't, but it's it's I'm not a lawyer, so I'm, I don't sexual assault. Yeah, well, I again, send people I, over to beat you up, usually frowned upon by the law. I didn't. I, crimi- I meant criminal versus like. There's other types of cases. I, I was trying to oh, be. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I didn't mean they didn't break the law. What they did broke the law. Um, gotcha. That's going through its due process right now with the court system. Now, the weird part about this whole thing, uh, besides the fact that it just ha- it it happened, I guess is weird in and of itself, is that Josh LeBlanc was suspended one game, the very first game of the season, and has played sporadically since. The other two uh, have weren't going to play a ton anyways. One was a tra- a junior transfer. The other was a freshman, but they have played and have never been suspended. Um, and they're both all or all three. I mean, now not LeBlanc, but up until literally yesterday, we're all still playing. Uh, as far as we know, the other two may play in the game tomorrow. Uh, and then James Akinjo, the strangest thing about the whole thing is he basically was given the keys to the team and the keys to the offense was, was big East rookie of the year or freshman of the year last year. Had struggled a bit this year, but uh, basically everything was revolving around him, from a, especially as as the lead point guard on the team. So um, that's where we stand. And he wants it, to leave so he can be more involved, so something doesn't add up. Right, exactly. So it's uh, like I said, the timing of it all is very strange about when people are choosing to leave. It's it, we're being told that Akinjo is not related to uh, him leaving is not related to the charges against the other three. Um, you can make a pretty strong argument that maybe he thought about leaving for various reasons, and when he knew this was probably coming, that is what pushed him to then leave. But it was also said that they were removed from the team. The wording of the statement's weird. The school's been very non-transparent about the whole thing. Uh, like I said, we will when we hopefully know more next week about exactly what happened, What, to your point, what Ewing and the university knew when they knew. Um, like I said, there's rumors that uh, the university basically had told Ewing that he they had to go through their due process before he could actually take action, which is how some schools and teams uh, do choose to handle these things is the whole innocent. I mean, you are innocent until proven guilty, but they, they follow that same kind of concept on the uh, on the team as well. So I, I have a lot of thoughts. I don't want to expound on them too much until we know for sure what happened, but uh, why I really wanted to lead with this is because there's no doubt, no matter what happens, uh, no matter why it happened, no matter what happens, that it's going to set the team back I- immensely. Akinjo Kenneth. and LeBlanc were, were cornerstones of your future. They were, pretty were far two back. of your best player. 
they're now gone. You now have this just no matter how this plays out, you have this cloud over your team that one of your best players chose to leave, wanted out. You you it's gonna it's gonna hurt you, and it it it's almost not fair really to talk about this in the scheme of basketball when there's so much more going on about this with with the victims of the case and everything. But um, you know you sort of have to look at it how it impacts that as well, and it's easier to look at that until we know 100% the facts. But you can really sit back and it, it, it you can't understate just how much this is going to set a program back that was really starting to trend positively, um, and. I just kept bringing me back to uh, three years ago when the University of Minnesota was and that football team was facing some very serious, serious charges uh, that ended up being substantial and 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 true against some of the players involved. And, um, you know, the university took a stand there where we're, we're cleaning house. They uh, they completely cleaned house and uh, they went out and they got P.J. Fleck and said, you're you're going to fix this. Um and you're going to make this team better on the field, off the field. You're going to build a culture that's better. And it, in, it, in part, you know, tells me that it's possible, no matter what, how this plays out for Georgetown. You know, teams can recover from this, and how the university handles it is going to be more than just a basketball story. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a university-wide story at this point. There's, at the end of the day, they are students at the university, too. But it, it, at the very least, it, it has a little hope in me that the team and, and the university and the program really can turn things around somewhat quickly and become very competitive uh, very quickly. But this is going to sound mean. Go ahead. But Sam's thinking it, so I might as well just say it. I um, might have been about to say it, too, so go for it. Uh, the reason Georgetown can come back from this is because as the football team, the football, our, when we had these football issues, our team wasn't horrible. But we were pretty far back to begin with, and Georgetown wasn't exactly back yet. So they'll just continue to. Re- I mean, it's not like they were at the top of the food chain and then just this happened. So they were st- they were working on getting better and getting some more positive. Well, the, right. No, and that's but they fair. were pretty the, far back. The legit. Yet. I mean, they'll still be without those guys. I mean, we'll have to see how the no, team it fully plays out. But they'll be. I mean, bottom half of the Big East, but they're not they'll like get all a good of a sudden. Pick, though. Yeah, they're not all of a sudden going to lose zero games. I, I guess. Where I was going with this is the reason that worked is because love him or hate him, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second. No matter what he does on the field, his That's decisions the on the field, he he is he is a special type of leader, and there's no there's no disputing that. And if you want to come back from something as extreme as this, as extreme as it may look, and really reshape a program that has sort of had what you know some people think is a bit of a stranglehold from you know Big John Thompson. And you really want to try and re, re, revamp the program, and and after this, the the uh, the thoughts and the uh, sort of the the attitude around the program that people are going to have. You need a special leader like that. And I think the next steps for Georgetown are so huge because I don't know if the, that leader is Patrick. I don't know if he's that kind of guy. It sounds you know, like if Akinjo is leaving on his own, he's probably not. And who knows? The athletic director. A lot of people are upset with him and how he's handling the communication. And so it's, it's going to be very interesting. And I have this weird sort of not, you know, connection to two teams now that have had similar issues like this. And, and the Gophers oh. have done an incredible job getting back to relevancy. They've never seen in recent history, uh, you know, it could have been better. There's no doubt, but the, there's, it's an unprecedented level of, of relevancy for this team. And it, it basically took two years Something after what else, was Sam. a monumental scandal. Something now else, Georgetown, 
has to get back to the relevancy they once had and how they're going to do so. We'll hopefully learn a little bit more about in the next week, but it's the next week is so critical for the next five to 10 years, if not more of this program and how people look at it and how people look at the university as a whole, that it's as a, as a fan and as an, as an alum, you're nervous about it. And I think it's, it draws a ton of parallels to how the Gophers got to where they are today, which has been um, exciting, if not, you know, shocking. The, the basket, the Georgetown and Gopher basketball team do have two couple things. And then we'll, we got to start talking about some stuff. Um, you know, Georgetown, as you said, their players choosing, you know, they're losing their good players and the Gopher basketball team, the good players choose not to come. So it, they're very similar things. I'm done with Rich, little Richie, by the way, he can't, like I said, he could not recruit his, the grandma to come to the kid's birthday party. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Gopher basketball? No. We got to start with Ed Fleckiu. Um, Great atmosphere. Great, like, three quarters of the first half. And then the bottom fell out. Thoughts, Sam? You were there. We were all there. I was at game day, 6 in the morning. Great experience. I don't know if I'd do it again at, with, in 30-degree degree weather at 6 a.m., but, I mean, what I got to say, we said the weather was not going to affect our throwing and passing ability. Mostly Dad said that. We were probably wrong. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, I mean, Morgan underthrew, like, four wide open – well, not wide open, open receivers who had to step on the guy. You underthrew him. I mean, unless you want to just blame Morgan for that, but – the weather had to have been something, and have a lot the, of Gophers, time. the Gophers did not get a single call either. There was probably four pass interference calls, right. and that went against that should have went for us, but they didn't even call. And we think we would get one or two of them. But the bottom line here is, you will touch on it, Drew will touch on it most likely. PJ Flight got out coached. We've been preaching it day in and day out. He is not a great in-game coach. He is not of time management. And the bottom line it came down to it that he got out coached. We have more talent than Wisconsin. Our wide, we have better quarterback, better wide receivers, three running backs who are just just under Wisconsin's running back. But the bottom line is we got out coached. And when I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say it before I send That's it to Drew. Line. I'm going to I blame Fleck because everything goes through him. But I'll tell you who I'll tell you the most glaring thing. And I again, it's Fleck's fault because he's the head coach. But their offensive coordinator absolutely destroyed our defense. Our defense is, is mediocre at best. But they, they, their offensive coordinator, everything we thought they were going to do, they figured they did something different. It was they were creative. They had do, do, a ton of different kinds of running plays. It wasn't which we, just which we didn't have, which we weren't, which we didn't do anything different. We, you know, and then the third, the three times on third and ten, we ran. And the one, fourth, and two or three we didn't go for, just bad coaching. But our defensive coordinator should be embarrassed because I don't think our defense is anywhere near as good as theirs, obviously. But they just completely embarrassed us on a couple plays. And, uh, again, I, it's are, are they that much better than us? I don't think so. But No, we have more talent. Yep. Sure. Well, and whoever, whoever calls the plays for us, too. I don't know if it's Flecker, but I don't even know. We never ran a jet sweep. We never set a guy in motion barely at all. And we just had no original play calling. There's no originality. It was just bland. And the thing before I, I'll, one more point, and then I'll get let, give it to Drew. 
But inex- inexperience kind of showed, too, by Tanner Morgan. When they had 13 guys on the field, it was first or second and goal, and they had two guys running off the field, and we were set to run a play call. But then Tanner Morgan stands up and looks to the sidelines to get the play. Hike right. the ball. run. It's a free play. They have 13 guys on the field. Two are running off. It doesn't matter if it's a false start. It doesn't matter if it's a interception for a touchdown. It's a free play. Take advantage of it and use it. So, I mean, those yes. are two big things. Drew, go ahead. I uh, I personally, just in general, and this is not a, a only for the, the Gopher football team, I, I personally put more stock in in coordinators and their impact on the game than I do head coaches. And I think a lot of either of you and I think a lot of people do, especially when you look at a team that's structured the way the Gophers is. Fleck doesn't call plays on either side of the ball. He is clearly mostly a motivator and recruiter kind of guy, uh, which works. Now, he's the ultimate decision maker, like you said, right. Dad, and the, not going on it for it on the fourth and two is his call, and I think that was a wrong call. Time management, not his best skill as far as head coaching. You also have to remember, he is a pretty, not I shouldn't even say pretty, he is a very young coach with, with minimal experience in big games like this versus a guy who's been in coaching for 30 years, including head coaching for the last eight, I believe, between Pitt and now Wisconsin. Um so I can't I can't say I'm overly shocked we were out coach, but I don't think there's any re- I said I said coach like PJ Fleck does there. Uh, I, but I don't think there's any reason you can't think it's going to improve. And I think more than anything, that's I think what this year showed me. And I and you know maybe at the end of the day, and I, this may be controversial, maybe at the end of the day, we're not necessarily better than than Wisconsin. I think we are better than Iowa. I think Wisconsin's a, a, a pretty good football team, um, and I think Iowa is a pretty good football team. Maybe you know we ended up as 18th in the in the football playoff rank college football playoff ranking. I think we'll be probably a little bit higher in the AP. Um, I don't know. I didn't check where we were. Maybe 16 or so. Yeah, I, I think we're probably between 15 and 20 realistically. And if you had said before this year, and if you had said two to three years ago that you would be 15 to 20 in both the college football playoff ranking and the AP poll, including a win over Penn State, you know you would have taken that and and ran with your money. And I'm not saying that this year could have gone very differently. I'm not saying that losing to Wisconsin in such fashion isn't disappointing. I'm not saying that Iowa losing to Iowa after Penn State is, is disappointing. They are disappointing. But at the end of the day, after the course of the season, it's easy to get caught up in things at the time. Maybe you look back and think, you know what? That's the team we were. You know, like you said, we had a mediocre, probably at best, defense. You had an offense with a sophomore quarterback that I want everyone to remember wasn't even going to be the starter. He wasn't even going to necessarily be the starter coming into the year. He's a sophomore. You have an offensive line that's very young. You return basically 15 starters. Now, you lose a a lot of guys on defense, but the defense wasn't that great to begin with. How old are you? 24, almost 25. Why? When are you going to be 25? Uh, Soon. doesn't really matter. Why? No, I'm curious. When? It depends on when you listen to the show. Okay, good point. I mean, could be in a couple days, right? Hypothetically, yeah. I've got like 30 more years of these moral victories under my belt with all these teams. So I, you always say, you I, guys I, no, I don't disagree. And I'm not, I'm not a I'm big moral with victory every word guy. You said, I'm not but, even game, like game to game. I, I'm not a big, this week was a moral victory. I look no, at this I, season. I, I get what you're saying. And you're right. And I look at this season as proof that this team can be this good for a sustainable well, period of time. I don't think you could have said that in a long time for the Gopher football team. The Gophers, the Vikings, we can't, the t- we can't keep doing this anymore. Some of the one. When have the Timberwolves ever had a moral victory season? They've just been bad. 
I, I guess what I'm saying is tomorrow, when I look at <laughs> overall, when I look at this team and I, I look at you. it compared to sister. and I look at it compared to where teams are and have been in, in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul sports, Minnesota sports. A lot of those teams, you looked at the year and think, wow, that's kind of a fluke. It's probably not going to last, you know, whether it's you had you're you're pessimistic, rightfully so, about the about the twins going out and making moves in free agency. You are uh, questioning, you know, did we kind of catch lightning in a bottle there with uh, with Case Keenum? You're looking at the Timberwolves and when they did the big three, and you were like, you knew that roster wasn't going to last. And when you had Butler, you kind of knew things were going south. Like those teams, there was reasons to look at them and say, like, I know, yeah, they're going to probably not be able to stay at that level. I I don't feel that way about this team. I, I really don't. I think you have a coach that's only going to get better with experience. You have a team that is only going to get better by ex- with experience. Yep. And at this point, now you've built a uh, and I and I don't want to use this word because I'm going to sound like him. Mm-hmm. But you've built this culture now okay. at the university that people are going to look at that team and be like, oh, I actually want to go there. You say it over and over. Well, and I agree over with that. But I, I you agree. say it mostly about basketball, but now it's true about football where you look at teams like Purdue. Or I like you look at some of these schools and that and, and that Utah is a great example. They're like sixth or fifth in the country right yeah, now. Yeah, they don't play anyone. You're like, but my point is, they're fifth in the country. Well, whoever they play, you look at them and you're like, why can they get guys and we can't? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Minnesota is a, a great school for you know for a large public university. We have amazing facilities. Now p- players are gonna look at the school and be like, that's somewhere I want to go. Yeah. Oh, and so well. I think there's reason for optimism for this team looking forward. That's not to say that those two optimism. losses weren't disappointing. But I, I think just, there's reason that this should, at very minimum, be the same next year, if not improve. And at the end, and at the end of the year, I think looking back and saying we have a 10 and two football team is has been very good. And you know maybe that's just that's just what we were this year, or maybe we overachieved a little bit. Whatever doesn't matter. But a 10 and two football team between 15 and 20 in the country is very good and, and a lot of reason to be proud and a lot to build on. Would Xavier Woods be one of the top 200 Rhodes. cornerback Woods, Rhodes? I wish Xavier Woods actually played. Would Rhodes be one of the top 200 cornerbacks in college right now? Oh, my God, is he pathetic. And you know what? It's actually – I'm embarrassed for everyone involved that they keep putting him on the field. I think they just don't – I don't even think they know what to do anymore. So I, I don't I, play I him. Observe. I observed something I want to point it out, and then I'll let you I'll let you Let's finish do the your bowl, total. Before, I meant to get your bowl prediction before we uh, oh. get to the Vikings. What did you, Sam and Drew, what are your bowl predictions for the Vikings? I, I think the I, we were talking about it beforehand, and at the end of the day, we're ranked where we are behind a couple other Big Ten teams, but uh, um, it's not it's not that that committee's decision who goes where. It's up to each bowl, and there are rules about you can't play and in a bowl. Take us to the Rose Bowl, goddammit. Well, yeah, the Rose Bowl is probably, is probably out of the question. Uh, but after that, I mean, you know, the th- three, four, five, six after that in the Big Ten are pretty bunched. And there's there's rules about not being able to play in certain bowls in right. multiple years, which is going to play to our advantage because it's the same teams as it's always been at the top. So I think where we end up is I think we end up in a New Year's Day Bowl. And I think we end up in the Outback Bowl down in Tampa Bay. And that's I think I'm that's here. against... I think that's against an SEC team. Yeah. Um, I think we probably play an SEC team either way because I think it's that or the Citrus, and I think those are both SEC teams. I'm going Citrus Bowl, Texas A&M. They're, they're seven and – yeah, that makes sense actually. That's why I'm – because it will give us the worst team we could possibly play 
and we'll go to the citrus, which is not as good as the Outback, but it's still better. I think than, they're pretty similar. It's still I better mean, than the Motor City. It could be the Outback versus Tennessee too, which wouldn't be bad. We should be against. We should be against a good team. Bring on Auburn, Alabama, Georgia. Let's take on. Well, if we make the Citrus Bowl, there's a shot we do play Auburn in that game for sure. Outback could be Georgia. No, Georgia be in the Sugar probably. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah. They would. They're gonna lose. Um, I suppose. I think. All right. I mean, I'm interested to see where where we'll, Alabama. We'll find out this out, weekend. Alabama. It'll be like likely Auburn, Auburn, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Citrus or Outback. Yeah. Alabama what, might want us in a rematch. Last time we played in a bowl game, we crushed them. We won. Yeah, there's not yeah, many teams I can say they're undefeated. Yeah, we're undefeated against, against Alabama man. in bowl games. Not very many. Yeah. Grudge match. Um, all right. I don't even think Alabama's going to be in a in a New Year's Day bowl, which is no. insane. No. But they'll be in so, like the Orange Bowl or something. But. So Cousins wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. And I no, think some. And he, he didn't have Russell Wilson. He did, and he didn't have Thielen, which does hurt. I don't care what anyone says. He didn't have Cook for Cook was even hurt before he got hurt. They didn't have him. Diggs was dropping balls again. We had he had didn't have a ton of time, and he still played well enough. But come, but this defense, and I understand we got an interception for a touchdown that was an absolute gift. But other than that, we have a few good players, and that is it. We have a few good players. They are horrible. They're embarrassing. And we have a defensive coordinator slash head coach that is incapable anymore of making adjustments and fixing things. He is incapable of doing it. They, they ran the ball 43 times. With our defense as bad as our cornerbacks are, what a gift to run the ball 43 times against us, and we couldn't stop it. And Rhodes, let's, we can talk about how bad he is covering people. Have you seen him try to tackle somebody? Oh, my God. No, he doesn't even – he just throws his body at the, the guy running. He doesn't even go at him. He just goes for the legs. That's all – well, and Trey Waynes, that's all they do, just go for the ankle and hope and pray for help. But it's just – and then the thing I'm maybe most about Xavier Rhodes – after the guy ran straight by him, he didn't even have a route. When that guy did a 60-yard touchdown, he literally ran a straight line, which, Dad, you could have done and got scored a touchdown. What, do you, what, 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 what is that supposed to mean? You could right now. I'm not talking about 20 years ago. Cause of I'm course talking you about right now. What are you passing. insinuating? All right. I don't know. Mom's been telling me you've been lacking on the treadmill duties. But anyways. We don't have a treadmill. That's why. Anyways. Well, didn't he throw a temper tantrum yeah, on the side? Yeah, I was going to say is, Who's before I was interrupted at? by you, is it, he threw his helmet and he yelled at Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith was 20 yards in front of him on the line about to rush. He can see with his eyes that there's no safety behind him because our safety is in front of him rushing the quarterback. Unreal. And so why is it Harrison Smith's duty to cover his back when Harrison Smith's job is to like, get the running back? And so the thing maybe most about Xavier Rhodes is he's blaming the other team. And then Anthony Barr goes to try to talk to him, and then he shoves Anthony Barr out of the way and runs away. And he has no ownership at all. He's terrible. And then he got benched, and now he's going to throw a tantrum, and he should be cut. It's ridiculous. And then they put him back in. I, I don't care. Uh, I think Drew got kidnapped or something. But the point I is— I texted you. I'm back I know. Now, but... Oh, I didn't know you were back. The point is— I don't care how how desperate they are. He should never play again. He should never go in the game. They could not do. I'm not saying they have anyone better than him on the bench. They don't have anyone worse. He, the other team just just goes. Well, this is the fourth time we've given up 400 yards this year. Some, but again, well, I'll say he it again. He's thrown it four times. 
They had four completions. He gave up 99 yards, a touchdown, and he's tied for first in the NFL in penalties. Right, exactly. And that's even – listen, the only reason he doesn't have more penalties is he's not – costly one yesterday. The only and it wasn't even pass interference. It was a dumb penalty shoving yeah. the guy out of bounds while he's already down out of bounds. And the, and the only reason he doesn't have more penalties is he's usually not close enough to get a penalty. But anyways – it's ridiculous, and they're de- and again, I don't think I don't think Zimmer is capable. And I'll say this: what I said earlier in the show, he said it to me. It is the biggest deal, because I can go back the last three, four, five years. Any big game on the road in the playoffs, we're done. We don't win them. End of story. So to to say this is I mean not we don't really big. win home games either, but that's beside the point. Oh, uh, in the playoffs, what? in the playoffs. We, well, we we came back against New Orleans, had a miracle. That miracle wouldn't happen on the road. They never do. So my point is, is that every single game we can play at home is critical. So every game is critical. For him to say that is just that, that's just ridiculous. Another player I'm sick and tired of is Stephon Diggs. All he does is he was talking about Kirk Cousins early in the year. Ever since right. he made that comment about Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has been MVP caliber. of He's not MVP, but he's been that type of player. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs has had at least three to four drops every single game since he made those comments about the team and the offense and Kirk Cousins and all this. And he he had crucial drops. His drop led to the interception. Granted, that should have been pass interference, by the way, also. Right, the guy right. had both hands on Diggs. But he had a drop that leads to the interception. And he had a couple more drops. I'm sick and tired of his crap, too. He's not playing unreal either. He he When he gets a 60-yard touchdown, he runs a straight line. Right. I mean, so, I mean I'm mean, i sick and tired of him, too. Of, of course, he's amazing, a great talent. Like, we need him in the game. Then we don't have, like... Very different than Xavier Rhodes. But I, I'm sick and tired of him, too. These guys are just, like, cancerous on the team. I mean, I think it, the one thing I want to add about Rhodes, and if you guys said this or pointed this out specifically, tell me to stop talking. But after after that outburst, they took him out of the game. Right. He was benched, and then what happened? They got they, we they got we stopped him. It went to fourth down. <laughs> now again, after that, then there was the fake punt, and then well, of should we talk court. about the fake punt? How well, we can talk about the fake punt cool in a second because I have Stefan I have Stefan Diggs comments too. But yeah. um, it was it goes to show you took him out of the game, and I actually think the rest of the secondary played decent, not perfect, but no secondary is ever going to play perfect. Well, they ran the ball forty four times. Right. But here's the two, the other thing I want to say about Xavier Rhodes. So I almost said Xavier Woods. Xavier Rhodes. I know, right? You benched him, it worked, and then you put him back in the game. Stupid. I think you may have mentioned that. So that that's one thing. But two, about him, and then I have a Diggs comment. Two, the reason they were able to – first off, Seattle's a very good running team. I'm not – let's not it's the one completely thing we can be stop. little – What? It is the one thing our defense should be able to stop, though. No, I, and that's where I'm going, kind of going with this. Now they are a good running team, but what, let's so let's keep that in mind. But they're not a 200 yards against us running team. Nope. The reason they were able to do that, and it's partially to Zimmer's credit, but it's also not to Zimmer's credit because he needs to adjust in game. Is if you noticed, if you really paid a lot of attention, if you look at the X's and O's, they played a lot, and I mean a lot of two high safety looks because he was worried about them going deep with the ball and it worked, but it makes you susceptible to the run. He's doing that because he doesn't have faith in his cornerbacks to guard guys, either with one guy over the top or more one-on-one looking deep. And that's where Seattle makes a lot of their money is running the ball and going deep, whether it's to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, whoever they got, they throw the ball deep a lot. So he had to go too high a lot. And on that busted coverage to your exact point, Sam, what happened? We had brought, Harrison Smith up to the line. So he 
it, it's it's a it's a and Linval Joseph is coming back from injury. I'm sure there was a bit of rust there. Everson Griffin, I don't think played a very good game either. That's all uh, year he hasn't. The run we can't. Really I don't agree with that. I think he's had some entirely. good games. Because he, the he, D line, you got to trust your D line to make some plays, and they were they did nothing. No, but uh, Seattle was out there going to. They were running the ball. They had extra linemen in all the time, and we still had to honor the fact that they may go deep because our our cornerbacks weren't capable of defending the deep ball. They were using tackles as as line as tight ends going in motion, and that no matter what you so put then, out there, that's going to be hard. So, but to, now what I was saying earlier is we we had to make an adjustment. So he does. He brings Smith up to the line, and what happens? Rhodes has no clue what's going on, and they complete the 60-yard touchdown. So it 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 was just like the way that Seattle committed to the run, but had the threat of the deep pass is just something we are we will and will always have problems stopping with Xavier Rhodes in the game covering guys one on one. Trey Waynes is not very good, but what can he do is he can run next to a guy and at least get in the way because he's fast. Yeah. Rhodes cannot do that, and that's the problem. And so you have to game plan around that. Teams can easily exploit that. Seattle did because they ran the ball down our throats. Then they went play action and found the one-on-one coverage and burned us because Rhodes had no clue what was going on. My Stefan Diggs comment is, I agree, he is a diva, but we knew that. And sure, he has dro- he's dropped some balls, and that's uncharacteristic of him, and they've led to interceptions. I'm not <clears throat> saying that's good, but... You can't. You. It's really hard to dispute that he's not clearly, clearly impacted by the fact that Thielen's not on the field and getting extra attention. Because you, to your point, Sam, when he does well, he utilizes his speed and his deep route running because he can get by guys that way. When he's running underneath routes, they know there's no one else out there that's going to catch the ball, especially running underneath routes. So they can put a linebacker there waiting for him to come across the middle. They can kind of bracket him with the safety over the top in the corner underneath, like. It's just hard for him to really get open anywhere except deep by just sheerly burning a guy with his speed without even a threat of a second receiver. And then my last thing, and then I'm actually done, I think, with my Vikings comments, is Stefanski is getting better every week, and I I think he is still a good play caller and a decent game planner um, on on offense. But I think he still (laughs) needs to continue maturing and and this stuff comes with time. I mean, you don't expect last, the guy to immediately like call the plays and have play to play the game. Out. That's what I was gonna say. Is I think Bad. there are certain situations he just hasn't totally figured out how to handle yet. Um, I think, you know, and that you hope will come with some time. But that the last two plays of the game on offense for us, and they just they they weren't exactly convincing. You knew it was four down territory, and you had your timeouts. Why not try and run the ball on third down? You've been running it decently effectively. Or even a halfback screen or something. Right. I, I get totally not. I, I you just uh, it's just and then on the and even okay so then let's so let's say you want to pass on third and fourth down. There's only two guys you should even be looking at, and you should be doing the same exact thing Correct. to get either of them the ball. And it's mm-hmm. Rudolph and it's Diggs and it's crossing routes pick pick-ish routes. You know, you can't really set a pick. I don't but you get those it. guys running across each other. You're going to get weird matchups because you're going to have a linebacker switching onto Diggs or a smaller corner switching onto Rudolph because of the size. And those are your two most reliable guys. And it was clear that and... neither of them were the targets because Cousins looked at the one guy who you assumed, probably fairly so because of who they are, would have one-on-one coverage. But Seattle knew you were going to do that, and they just lined up their linebackers at basically at at the down marker, 
and what they you did wasn't wasn't ever going to work. Now he still got his 30 points. Him and Kirk got his 30 points without Dalvin, without Thielen, with a backup lineman against a good defense. So on the road in Seattle. So it, 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 it again not a moral victory thing, but I, I want to give credit where credit's due to Stefanski. But I think there are some areas, and I think late game play calling or like high leverage play calling specifically is I think where he starts to outsmart well, himself. A little. What it does is it shows we're a good team and that at some point we have to win these games. We couldn't beat the Bears when we should have beat them. We couldn't beat the Packers on the road when we should have beat them. We didn't beat Seattle when we should have beat them on the road. Who am I leaving out? That's it. We've only okay. lost four games. Who was the fourth? What's Chiefs. the fourth? Then the Chiefs. We should sh- and we should have beat the Chiefs on the road, and we didn't get it done. We cannot. We, again, that is why Zimmer's an idiot. You need to win every single game and play every game at home you can possibly play. I rest my case. But there I will say no one thing. Reason, there's no reason why we should not win out, and that if we don't win out. Zimmer should be like he's not gonna get fired, but there he needs to get a fire up his butt cheeks because the teams we play out are we the only hard it might team not even is matter. at home. That's the only game that will be relatively hard. And so the Packers don't lose; it doesn't even matter. That's well, the, if we win out, the Packers would have had to have lost. No, well, we're, Packers we're gonna need to win out just to make the playoffs. And the Packers have to lose to somebody for us to win the division. So we're gonna end up going to Green Bay. Back to Seattle, or it's ridiculous. Now no, I will. I, I see. I, I don't. I don't think that's how it plays out. I don't think does. we have to win out to make the playoffs. Absolutely. But, no, we have to, to win the. But division. that road game is going to be against whatever sad sack of an NFC East team. If 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 we win three out of four or win out, and I don't we still like miss our chances out of division, winning in Dallas twice. I just don't. Oh, I do. So. It, it's probably not going to be Dallas. You want to hear something crazy? Washington could still win that division. That would. That's be how bad that division is. Washington could end up with the first overall pick, or they could win their division. <laughs> so who knows well, who, what team there is going to win? It's whoever wants it the most, I guess. But. I'm sure we'll be talking about a victory next week because we play Detroit, but uh, I don't know. Again, it just gets it's just frustrating because these are games they should win, and and typically they shouldn't go to Seattle and win. Seattle's a good team at home, very hard to beat. But again, it goes back to even when, the, when you're there, you gotta win those games. If the if they would have just got blown out the whole time, it's less aggravating. I know it sounds it, it's less aggravating, but you you we'd we'd, we'd be talking about the same stuff because it'd be the same reason. All right, what? Uh, Wait, I'm also sick and tired of playing time. Seattle. We play them every year. Like on the road, it's gotta be a little ridiculous. And on the road, I mean, so, I mean, Seattle's got that gaudy record, but it's mostly at home. All right, we can move on. So I, the Wilder. Oh, do you got something to first then? Well, I was I was gonna go say mention something on the Timberwolves, but I don't really want to talk about. It. I just want to mention one thing. But we yeah, can talk about cool. first. Well, I was gonna say is just to break the mood. Something that made me really happy over the weekend. Okay. Because um, all this down talk. Something that made me really happy. I was on yes. Twitter. I look at trending, and I see Teague is trending. Just the word Teague, and I was like, well, this is interesting. And I looked at Twitter. I clicked on the Teague trending button, and every single tweet, Teague, Jeff Teague was trending because he's so bad. And I was looking at every single tweet, everyone was trash-talking Jeff Teague and saying he is so bad and, like, should be cut. And so I, it just made me happy because, one, we're kind of right. 
It makes us happy. It makes me happy when we write. I don't know. Maybe just a little selfish. We've been about a lot of stuff, by the but, way. But uh, we, us three, watch a lot of sports, and specifically Minnesota sports. At the beginning of the Vikings year, we said the problem would be the defensive backs, not so much the offensive line. And what yep. do you know? After sure. this, we go on Twitter, and again, everyone's saying Xavier Rhodes oh, is yeah. trending because he's so bad. And at the beginning of the Terminals year, we said Jeff Talk. Teague is the problem. We've been saying this for two years. Like Jeff yep. Teague, he's an all-star, whatever. I remember. But he's he will not fit our offense. That's what we were saying. We were saying Correct. he might be a better point guard than Tyus Jones, but Tyus Jones is more suited for our offense. Yes, we did. And what did we know? We'd come back fast forward two years later, and yeah. we were right. And it's just like Jeff Teague does not fit our offense. He is not good with our offense. Uh, I he, don't he, understand he did the fascination fit. with him. He fit the Thibodeau offense. He just sucked. We said that did. the Iowa game would kill us this year, and it did. And, yeah. <laughs> We said Iowa would be the one we struggled on going in, going in the year, and that was the one we struggled with most. So I was just like, the Jeff Teague thing, I just don't understand it at all. Like, he is like Xavier Rhodes. He needs to be done. I mean, I, in I, their defense, they've moved him to the bench. So I, they're at least trying at his something. request. Doesn't matter. I don't care whose request it is. They made the move, you know. When, when Thibodeau was here, Teague actually wanted Jones to get more minutes. Now, it's a weird concept that a guy wants to give up minutes, but whatever. I, I'm not going to complain about it because he's right. Um, Thibodeau didn't do it, though. I mean, it, it, they still did it. I, and I, I get you don't want to mess with a, uh, who's <clears throat> supposed to be a veteran presence in the locker room. Um, so at least he did it. I, I, I just, uh, I've been pleasant. I, I, you're, you're ragging on the Timberwolves a bit. Now, they have a lot of funky injuries and guys missing for personal reasons, which are more Should we not rag important. on them because it's just not fair? I'm there, not really there, there, there's, I'm It's shocking that they've won as many games as they have. They're, they're like 500. Oh, I'm not rigging on the at all. I'm, I'm happy with 10 and 9, record. and no one expected them to even win more than 20 games. I'm happy with our record considering who we put out there. It's just the problem which we've been saying all year and for the past two years is Jeff Teague. Because Wiggins has been good, Cat's been good. It's just we don't have it. When we're playing Andrew Wiggins at our point guard now and Colorado shooting guard, like, I mean, I'm I'm happy with our record. But like Jeff Teague, like my thing is Jeff Teague needs to go soon so we can actually make the playoffs. Because if we keep Jeff Teague well, in gone, our lineup, he's gone at the end of this year. So. He, so he is out at the end of this year. Here's here's the one reason I don't think you should be so upset with the Timberwolves now. Okay, give they're losing time. games that they maybe they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Lose, but they're also winning Can't games win they home. probably shouldn't win. You texted me the first game of the year, and you were like, I don't even know who these guys are. Correct. And they're now 10-9 and nine in the playoffs story. as of now, and actually have a pretty good shot at there. the playoffs if you look at the way the West is shaking out. Ooh. And they've proven that they have something in place, again, that they can succeed with once they get the right guys in, and guys like Teague and Gorgie, who's actually played well, but Teague and Gorgie's contracts well, are off the books. Well, I mean, we got till August for the playoffs, so we'll d- dig deeper into this. Uh, the, the the Wilder. Speaking of people, we don't. Who is uh, C. Susie? Carson. Uh, Koiv was throwing up all over the place. They're trying to get through the game. Uh, I guess the Wilder is sort of showing some life. By the way, I don't ever wish ill will on someone or their say, family. I was very curious how you were going to handle this. And um, I, I, my thoughts and prayers are with the Dubnik family, and I hope his wife, um, you know, whatever's wrong with her, I hope they take care of it. But business is business. And we have said for probably four years that as soon as they get rid of him, they're going to be better off. And 
shockingly, he hasn't been around. And shockingly, we're showing some life. Now, we still can barely, although we did win in overtime the other night, didn't we? Shootout. Shootout, of course. We just yeah, didn't we give just, up a goal. We didn't lose in overtime. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, they're what? They're only like a couple game points out of the playoffs. I think, I think, I think if they would have won either of the two games in New York and Boston that they lost in overtime, or maybe both, they could have. Uh, or if, either, if those two games would have ended up in wins, which both were on track to, and then we blew them in overtime, right. we'd be we'd be in the playoffs as of now. But um, yeah, Isn't that bizarre? This this Capo Kakinen guy has got like 38 saves right Wait, now. What's his name? I think. Capo, isn't it Capo Kak? I think I don't Capo, even know. I oh, he's like our well, he's the guy we brought up from Iowa to back yeah. up Staylock. Um, Staylock still freaks me out when he plays. The dude's playing the puck at like the blue line. He wants to score goals so bad. It's it's aw- well, it'd first be off, nice. we could get a so goalie can Coy. handle the puck. No, we should, give the, we should give Wild credit where the credit is due. Yeah, they're making they're sure they're making a run. And no, I, I it's nice, tons they're fun. Like it's fun to watch. Like we sh- we have four overtime losses, and I think we've been up and probably we probably had a lead in ninety percent of our games. If, well, and, and there that, are guys that some people have, have some seriously negative thoughts. Not just not on the show even. Yeah, but let's start that, with Joel Arison Eck. Why is he on the team other than to lose a tooth now and then? But I don't. I was gonna give people credit, but I guess we can do that. Oh, too. I'm sorry. I thought that was my cue. Go ahead. No. I mean, he's listen. He serves. He serves his role. I, I we don't really have anyone else better. Do you know I, that I guess I don't really know what else to say. He has scored one more goal than you have this year, I think. I yeah. I'm not saying he's very very good, and I'm not saying you're gonna make a team out of 12 forwards that are all gonna well, score. That's what you're doing, not. but no, you know who knows? Maybe this is the St. Louis Blues last year were horrible. Fired their coach, and I believe uh, they're uh, holding. A little thing called Lord Stanley's Cup right now. So we got I guys have we it's were not off to an incredibly, incredibly slow start, had a disastrous month of October, I believe it was. And some of these guys of Parisi and Fiala can now that they're on the same line cannot be stopped. Right. It's it's insane. The two of them are playing out of their mind. Zuccarello seems to have found a little bit. Um even like they're just guys that you're like, oh, you're act like Z- Zucker actually scored a breakaway in this game. It's like maybe yeah, some of these guys are sort of figuring it out. I think we more than say, anything, he's st- the last thing I was going to say is I think more than anything, Boudreaux has stopped messing with the lines. And I think that's helped a lot. Uh, yeah, part Sam. of that is because of injuries. But, you know, whatever whatever necessitates the change is, is working. Sam? I was going to say Preezy still has the best hands in the NHL. He's with his deflections, it's amazing. He's ridiculous with crazy. it. And uh happy one thousandth game belated to Miko Koivu. And thanks yeah, for winning the game for us. The most Miko Koivu game ever too. Then went to the backhand as the I mean if they spent an hour talking about his backhanded move in overtime. Why didn't the other team know about this? But it's crazy because well, they, they clearly I do and they just can't do they anything. They seriously about. talked about it on T V but um who knows? I mean, th- we have said this constantly over the last 30 years of this show. If there was ever a sport where you could turn it on, and the like the NBA, the eight is never going to beat one. I mean, one, two, and three are always going to be in the at the end, uh, seeding wise in the playoffs. Hockey's the one sport; it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you start the season, and it doesn't. You just got to get to the playoffs, and you always have a chance. So, I mean, who I'm knows? Gonna, I'm going to propose a concept. Okay. About the, this wild season. Yep. How many times over the past, I, every year, let's just say every year, 
has the wild season gone as follows. Great start, terrible middle of the season, pretty good finish to squeak into the playoffs. Basically every season, right? Quite often. Maybe this year they just took that really bad part and moved it to the front, and now the rest of the season isn't going to be so stressful where guys have to play, you know, way too many minutes and there's not as much real anxiety going into the playoffs. And maybe they're going to bring a little well, bit more positivity into the playoffs. They got to stay healthy too. They can't oh, every oh, year course. have one of their top guys. I mean, that goes without saying, I understand, but And that happened already. Um we had so guys Apo Kokkinen's for real. We don't know. He's 43 yeah. saves right now. He's not he's not even the starter. I listen, as long as Daylock's playing pucks at the blue line, I'm going to I'm going to love it, but also have a slight aneurysm at well, the same time. Well, Dubnik does the same. Every time that we Yeah, Dubnik is terrible at the puck too. Stalock. No, so. no Stalock is great with the puck and but it's he, because but he of travels. that he I literally plays it probably 15 feet out um, of his crease. In so, in overtime, I thought he was gonna like skate to the other. Do you remember that he like took it halfway out? Oh, he's, so. he's nuts. He wants to score. Uh, so no KDZ today. She's on a well, I think she's on assignment. Hopefully she'll be back next week. Uh, any other sports you wanna? I mean, we touched on the go for basket. They actually beat Clemson, but whatever. It's just gonna be a disastrous season, and they, we can't just, continually yeah. cannot recruit anyone. Well, and they just got guys that are I feel like are just have gotten away from themselves all of a sudden call, call i can't i for whatever reason stutter every time i say his name call sure all of a sudden can't shoot like what oh, happened there terrible and by the way coffee if you have more fun playing in the g league god bless you but geez what well, a, i don't care I, what anyone tells me can i, I be I, honest yeah he probably is have you probably. looked at the, and have you does, looked at know, the gophers team i know he doesn't Do you think he would have really had fun on that team i think he would have been a top 10 pick in the draft no that hunt more listen, money but it, Fun yeah. is different than what was the right career move. The right career move was coming back. He would have, yeah. he would have, yeah, he would have been at least second fun team all big ten just by virtue one. of playing time. Fun yeah. was the wrong. So all right, well we don't. There's some good news. Yes. Santa you save Clara money on, on insurance. Yeah. Well, that too. Santa Clara basketball won the cable car classic, the tournament. In San Fran. Uh, Santa Clara. Yeah. Well, they probably they probably played in San Fran. No, the we the games were at Santa Clara. Why would they call? The, there's no cable cars in Santa Clara. I did I make the name? Well, I mean, when you say cable cars, I would have thought they'd be down at the University of San Francisco, the Dons. Well, it's the Bay Area. No, is it? Okay, yeah, I can I can deal with that. What's your yeah. record now? I think we're eight, we're eight and one. At least you, you probably have it's your whole team. The best start yeah. in more than 50 years, even when I Steve Nash was here. I told you he was a good coach. <laughs> well, we uh, haven't. Our only you have good your whole team. team too, which helps. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, any other sports you guys want to? Yeah, uh, I remember uh, how I, I remember how I spoke uh, last week about the powerhouse that is Georgetown men's soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they just continue to to take care of business. Are they go uh, to the final four. They've moved on to the elite eight. Nice. Um, they destroyed. The Louisville Cardinals five to one in the Sweet 16. So they're they're moving on. Uh, I'm double checking who they play right now in set elite eight. I believe it's the Washington Huskies. Yes, that'd be that would be the Washington Huskies, dreaded Washington Huskies. Yes. Um, Georgetown's won their their two their two games so far by a combined ten to one, which I think in soccer is pretty good, but I'm not hundred well, percent sure. No, no one's leaving the team, which is good. So yeah, they have the whole team still. So twins, um, 
are in trouble with the I, the White Sox are saying, you know what, Twins, we're just going to go buy a bunch of players, make. They're trades. doing exact. I mean, not exactly. No, they're we, doing exactly yeah. what we pretend that we might do. But what I was going to say is they kind of did what we did last year. They were like, you know what, that other team that people think is going to be kind of good actually isn't going to be that good. We're going to kind of go after them, and I think that's well, the mentality. Lit- they and see, Lindor's going to get traded. Yeah, they see Cleveland is like, uh, we're out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And they see that they know. I shouldn't say they see. They know no, that. We won't do anything. I, that we might not do anything. We're not so, signing yeah. Wheeler. I don't care what anyone says. The White Sox probably will. We're not signing any of those it's other guys. Like, it's so ridiculous. And I, then, almost, I almost feel, and I, I say almost, but I almost feel bad for guys and I, I say almost because it's their choice but guys that take these front office jobs with the twins because it's just clear they're not being given the the adequate adequate resources to do what they need to do because it's now x amount of guys and we continue to not go pay money to get people and if that's what it is it's clearly not their fault i'm not so sure they want to but yeah well, I, I don't I understand no no team has even like looked at Ryu from the Dodgers. Why are we not just going to get him right away we, and snag him? We could have done the team. same thing with Wheeler pitcher. two weeks ago. How about Bomb, uh, the guy from Baumgart? We got to get we got to do some Baumgartner. I mean, Ryu had the wow. best ERA in the National League, and like no team's looking at him. Why don't we just go get him? How about it's, the latest? We're gonna make a trade for that really good third baseman from Oakland. No, we're not. Not in a million years. Colorado at that. No, the Arenado. Chapman, Chappie, Chappie. Oh, well, them too, I guess. There's it's multiple. Not gonna happen. Yeah. Never in a million years would we make a trade. You, you I mean, I, I would unload. I really, I really think if, if, they, them, if they don't do any, if they don't do anything major this offseason, it's clear it's coming from the very, very top. And I, I because agree. I, it, and it's just, I like I said, I sort of feel bad for the guys in charge because they're gonna get blamed. I mean, maybe they won't get blamed, but that they'll probably all star. Gold glove third baseman. I would unload the entire farm system to get him, but they won't. They won't trade him. You said something interesting while we were home that I want to touch on. Is that thank you? You, you made a comment, and I think I don't know if you totally meant in this way, but you said like let's let's do something that people don't expect us to do. Yes. And now in Minnesota, that means anything. just do anything. <laughs> in the greater Major League Baseball media, that means not go sign a top pitcher. I think what you said is is exactly what we need to do to prove that this team means business. Yeah. Is go get a, and it's got to be a third baseman because there's no real great Just first baseman once. out there, but a corner infield guy that can make a difference in the lineup and as well as a top pitcher. And if Jeffrey we do that, Osborne. I'll be like, you know what, these guys mean business. Jeffrey if we just go get a, even if we get a big pitcher, I'm gonna be like, eh, they did what we thought. You know, it's just kind of yeah, like whatever. No. Jeffrey Osborne Osborne wrote a song about this just once. Can we figure? I don't remember the exact words, so don't put me on the spot. But just once, just once, go for it. Get the the All Star third baseman. Sign one or two incredibly expensive pitchers. Just once, try it, and then unload everyone like Miami did. I mean, come on. I think the Twins fans have been loyal to a fault. I, I think that's the problem. They've never completely gone away, and they've never. The Twins have never been. You know, I, it's just. They're they're so close right now. The Yankees are going to sign the two best pitchers on, on the free agent market. No one's going to beat them. I think there's, there's actually rumor. There's pretty strong rumors Cole uh, doesn't want to go there. I hope so because if he if Cole and Strasbury, Bird, no, they're only going to get one. Uh, yeah. th- that's one too many, by the way. They're <laughs> yeah. only take, they're only meeting with Strasburg after they're meeting with Cole to see how it goes. Well, 
I, I'm sorry. Well, first of all, if they there's, want both, there's okay. pretty there's pretty strong evidence that Cole does not want to go to. I'm not saying it won't happen, but that Cole doesn't want to go to New York. That's the that's the uh, the hot stove as they call it. Well, I hope so because. No, I mean, listen, it can all change, but. So I think that was a full show. Should we just hit our music? Already did. How does that always happen? I can never hear it. It's so weird. Well, anywho, um, guys, got anything closing to say before we wrap this show up? That was a long weekend. <laughs> yes, it was. That was a long weekend. The elements, weather, horrible. Um, it, basically, it was like everything that could go wrong will go wrong. And I, yeah. I, I had to be positive. Well, but we're starting off on a positive. We wild. also definitely missed an extra point, so that, there you go. Well, yeah. The Wild yeah, just that housed happens. the Panthers for two. So three uh, points out of the playoff. Uh, three points out. That's Do you it. remember how how like packed and loud that place was when the three of us went? Yeah, we drove. There, there. was like ten people there tonight. Like what? What? How, it's, you talk about fickle fans. I forgot that we, a couple years ago we drove an hour to watch the Wild play. It's our friend Kevin Gorg. Yeah, where they won. <laughs> And they won. We killed them. One of Yarmir Yager's, what we thought was last game, but he may play. I mean, yep. And then drove, got back in the car and drove back to Naples. That was interesting. Sunrise, Florida. Very interesting place. Weird watching hockey when it's 80 degrees out. I'm not really yeah, sure. walking in with shorts was awkward, and then it, the it's cold. It's not in Miami. It's not in Hollywood. It's not in Fort Lauderdale. It's just in this weird neighborhood. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but hey, nice. I'd play there. Well, I think that's that's a good that's a good way to end with a, an exciting wild victory. And um, uh, what's what's the goalie's name? Coconut, coconut. Coconut. I don't even know if you say cack and it's might be. I, I don't really want to say what it's called. A cacker. Capo. K double A P. No, it's definitely Capo. I just don't know how you pronounce the last half. Cacker. You know that guy. Our new goalie. Uh, this has been another edition of the Thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be back next, probably Monday, maybe? I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Monday works fine when we don't have Monday. Okay. So probably check us out. We will twerk it, tweet it out, and all that good stuff. But until then, have a good week.